Hello everyone and welcome to the Impact Play, impacting more than just gaming. I'm your show host and team leader, Mohammed Adam is known as It's Yagoo. We are your one-stop news shop with ladies and greatest across gaming, tech, entertainment, sports, and music. Plus, we are also amplifying voices from those respective fields and having the stories told here on the Impact Play. You can join us when we record the, when we record the show live over at twitch.tv backslash the Impact Play and by clicking on that notification bell so you will be notified when we do go live or later on YouTube or even on your favorite podcast platform. Simply search for the Impact Play. However, consumer content, wherever you consume it, we are there. The support keeps the lights running and keeps the content rolling. You can support us over anchor.fm backslash the back play backslash support or via patreon with several recruits and above get the show ad free go to recruits and above have exclusive access to not only the post show but early access and so much more learn more become a patreon supporter today at patreon.com backslash the back play reviewing by using our epic creator code the back play we are epic partners with so every purchase you make within the epic store when you use that creator code we do get a commission and a slight kickback that was part of the show for the elevator Elevators are known should cost to you. Once again, that credit code is them and clean. It's all one word and is not key sensitive, folks. This episode of the Epic Play is sponsored by Audible. However, me and the team will tell you about that later. But nonetheless, this is episode 195. And on the agenda, we have a first official look at NBA 2K23. Valve is shipping Steam Decks a lot faster. A new update on PSVR 2. The latest, the latest on GTA 6. The PlayStation 5 is finally getting 1440p monitor support. An open world Black Panther game? Microsoft returns in person for this year's Ignite. YouTube's latest feature for creators. TikTok is getting into gaming. The Meta Quest 2 will be even more expensive. The A24 HBO Max partnership? The next phase, the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Your WWE SmackDown recap. The Dude Tour is back. Can you defeat Post Malone at Magic the Gathering? Billy Irish's uh, Billy Eilish's surprise performance. Spotify's latest feature. Beyonce's Renaissance is now live. Plus the top stories of the week. So welcome to a very our very first segment of the show, where we discuss what we have been playing, talking about enjoying, and essentially what we have been up to. So, I finally been getting back into Apex Legends and I've uh, I've been having a blast with it. Uh, the, and the reason why I got back into Apex Legends is Apex Legends Mobile. Which I, I, I've been having a blast with it as well, playing either with uh, mainly touchscreen support and maybe some uh, controller support. But I've, well, I've been really using the controller. But I've been having a blast nonetheless. And since it's playing mobile, it got me into playing Apex Legends as well. The only downside to it is it apparently it still doesn't have cross progression. So you even, like I've tried playing on Xbox, um, Xbox Series X, but apparently none of my stuff transferred over from my Steam version. So of course, what I had to do, I had to play the version on Steam. But yeah, I've been having a blast with it nonetheless. Uh, I guess if you guys are aware, I recently got into Fall Guys, and Fall Guys is fun. Uh, Destiny 2, 
I have yet to hop back into it, but I sh uh, the Solstice event is still going on, I believe, until August 9th. So I should have a little bit of time to gain, I guess, the latest weapon. Hmm. Let me get into uh, their Instagram page real quick. Let's see. I know they, they posted it, I believe it was today, if I'm not mistaken. Destiny 2, the game. Here it is. Uh, yeah, they're August 9th. Uh, the, stat, the, stat, the Stasis Hand Cannon. Part of the Solstice Event Pass. So I'm definitely excited to, to cop that for sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I've been willing to play Destiny for this past week, but I've, I've, uh, of course I couldn't hop into it. Uh, so without further ado, we're gonna hop into the news, folks. But before we do, this episode of the Impact Play, of course, is sponsored by the folks over at Audible. So you can sign up for your free 30-day trial and immediately get access to one credit. And if you have Amazon Prime, you get access to two credits. And it's good for any premium title. Simply go to audibletrial.com backslash the Impact Play. Once again, the URL is audibletrial.com backslash the Impact Play. So we got some housekeeping for you folks, and of course you could uh, get our bite-sized uh, uh, tidbit clips over on our TikTok page, our YouTube channel, or even our Instagram channel as well, at the Inbox Play. So you could uh, enjoy that content wherever you are, no matter the platform. Mmm. Mm, excuse me. And of course, the next on the list is we have, we've we been uploading a good amount of reacts on our YouTube channel. So you can check those out if you like. And lastly, we have a Twitch follower goal, follower goal of 500. And I know we can get there together as a community. Because we are a community-based, community-first podcast. I know we can do this together. So uh, enough for housekeeping, folks. Now we'll move on to gaming. And the first one up, of course, is NBA 2K23. We have our first uh, look at gameplay footage from GameSpot. Uh, 2K has debuted the first gameplay footage for NBA 2K23. Really what fans can expect in terms of visuals for this year's professional basketball game. But 2K did mention that more details will be released sometime next week. But that's all we have for you. In regards to that. So next up we have Black Panther. Getting an open world single player game. This is reportedly in development. Coming from GameSpot as well. So and of course this is. Uh, the source is Jeff Grubb. I talked about the new game on his uh, daily news show for GameSpot, Sister Sight, Giant Bomb. 
And according to Grub, according to Jeff, I should say, it will be an open-world single-player game and something of an origin story. It takes place after the previous Black Panther has died. So players must take on the challenge of becoming the new Black Panther. It's very early in development, so a release window was given. And the new game apparently has been co-named Project Rainier. It's coming from EA. Grub also said it is likely the debut project from a Seattle studio founded by former Monolith Productions VP and studio head Kevin Stevens. Under Stevens, Monolith made the licensed Lord of the Rings games Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, and its sequel, Shadow of War. So Ubisoft has released a statement insisting that Roller Champions, its free-to-play roller, roller derby title, is getting cancelled. This statement comes after a rumor that a game would be canned after Season 3. And according to Ubisoft, uh, they did release a statement on Twitter that reaffirmed its commitment to Roller uh, Champions, stating that the game, quote-unquote, isn't being cancelled. I don't know why they didn't have to do this if they could just easily release content and just support the game. That's it. I think GameSpot for that. Uh, so, TCL uh, uh, attended a conference in Poland, and in a presentation that it expects a PS PS5 Pro and a new Xbox Series X or S to arrive sometime between 2023 and 2024, coming from GameSpot. According to Polish outlet PPE, TCL's presentation showed the timeline of consoles, stating... With the PS4 and Xbox One back in 2013, and then the release of the PS4 Pro and Xbox One X a few years later. The presentation also marks the launch of the next generation of consoles, with the PS5 and Xbox Series consoles in 2020. At the end of the slide, it lists the PS5 Pro and the new Xbox Series console. TLS. Oh, TSL, they did a spelling error there. Claims that these consoles will provide 60 to 120 frames per second resolution of 4K. It will have the ability to display 8K. Apparently, they also will utilize AMD Radiance RX 7700 XT technology. The situation is potentially just a guess from TCL, as the pattern for mid-generation refreshes seems to happen every three to four years after the base console launch. The biggest argument against the existence of upgraded consoles is the rampant supply issues and chip shortages that are plaguing the current market. Da -da 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 -da. But yeah, apparently it's. It's saying that it's been on par since the Xbox One generation. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. We can't just assume, no, that that's what they think, yada, 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 if they've been on par with it. So literally we have about a year to two years to maybe see a new generation. Not, I guess, a mini generation of consoles. But yeah. So we'll just wait and see on that. All uh, right, so we have some... Let's see. An early look at the PSVR 2. Coming from the PlayStation blog. The road to launch the PlayStation VR 2 is in full swing. I can't wait to, sh to try the exciting new games and experiences you'll be able to explore with the new our next generation virtual reality headset. As we continue with our launch efforts today, we'd like to offer a quick peek at some of the user experience features you'll discover on the PSVR 2. See through view. With the PSVR 2, you can see your you can, you can see your surroundings while wearing the headset. With our new see through feature, it comes in handy when you want to easily check where the PSVR 2 sense controls are in your room without taking the headset off. Thanks to the PSVR 2's embedded front cameras. 
Users can press the function button on the headset or use the card in the control center to switch between, excuse me, viewing your surroundings or viewing the content on the PSVR 2. The card in the control center also gives quick access to PSVR 2 settings such as just near play area. The see-through view is just for viewing only and there's no recording option. And there, uh, it'll apparently get a new broadcast feature that will allow you to film yourself while playing while connecting a PS5 HD camera for the console. So you can customize your play area. If you get too close to the boundary, it'll, uh, uh, it'll, I guess, give you an alert of some kind. Uh, yeah, a warning. And apparently, uh, VR mode and cinematic mode. In VR mode, you could enjoy a 360 view in a virtual environment. Constant will be displayed in a 4000 by 2040 HDR video format with 90, point, 90 uh, to 120 hertz frame, uh, frame rate. In cinematic mode, uh, players can view the PS5 system and UI on all non-VR game and media content on a virtual cinematic screen. Content in that cinematic mode will be displayed at 1920 by 1080 HDR video format with 2460Hz and also 120Hz frame rate. And PSVR 2 game developers will get access to the latest user experience with the PSVR 2 and a new system software release coming soon as part of the ongoing development. Okay, that's a nice little update. Okay, we talked about that. Uh, you have even, I guess, some similar PlayStation 5 news. So, uh, in a partnership with PlayStation, Back One has announced a new color variant of a critically acclaimed iOS mobile controller. Taking inspiration from the PS5 DualSense controller, the Back One 1 PlayStation Edition uses a two-tone color scheme. This is the color scheme that binds on the... Uh, you know what, let me read it and then show you, show you as well. Oh, give me a second. Full screen. Okay, for all you audio only listeners, you are definitely missing out if you're coming if you aren't aren't coming back later to check the VOD. Either on YouTube.com backslash play or even on Spotify. No, okay, so Give me a second. It's not saying the same. Uh, let's see. Display capture. Oh, I see. It's on the display capture. That's why. I figured. Okay, nope. That's not it. That's it. Nope. There we go. Perfect. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. All right. So, in a partnership with PlayStation, Back One uh, announced a new controller. It had all, uh, in addition to the color scheme, the buttons on this PlayStation theme, Backbone, also has changed. Instead of A, B, X, Y, 
as the primary buttons, this model uses the same button layout as the DualSense. And the rear fridge is a PlayStation logo. And yeah. Also confirmed a new mobile app that will include unique integration for both the PlayStation and PS remote play apps, including a, de a dedicated uh, row that shares updates from the PlayStation, including new games from the PS4 or the PS5. The company also confirmed that an Android version of the controller is coming this fall. So now let's share the different aspects of the controller. It's not exactly on par, but it's similar. Me and myself, um, look, I'm definitely excited for the Re Razer Kishi V2 edition that is taking some inspiration from Backbone. Uh, so we got some even more PlayStation news. Sony's PlayStation 5 is finally getting 1440 monitor support thanks to an incoming firmware update. As announced via the PlayStation blog, the new feature has entered beta and is therefore uh, uh, essentially in the final stages of testing before Sony rolls out it to all users. So that's it on uh, Let me see what other former updates are coming, if there are uh, anything notable. So, game lists are coming as well. So, in your game li library, you can create game lists, which make organizing your games even easier. So, I know, I guess it'll be like similar to folders. And apparently there will be a joinable game notification where you, when you get a notification, you could simply, you could easily join the game. And that's it for now. Uh, so the last bit of PlayStation news is the, the next games, uh, slated for August for PlayStation plus the free games. We have, starting August 2nd, we have Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, cross-generation deluxe bundle, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and Little Nightmares. Big games up for that. Microsoft is speeding up Xbox boot times, coming over from The Verge. And the latest Xbox Insider test build of the Xbox dashboard, the gold boot startup time has been reduced by around 5 seconds for the Xbox Series X and S of consoles. Microsoft was able to speed up the boot sequence by creating a shorter boot up animation. Xbox testers noticed a faster boot up time recently. Microsoft confirmed the change on Friday. John Munstein, the director of Xbox Integrated Marketing, 
says the company created a shorter boot-up animation from the original boot animation, helping to reduce the overall startup time. The changes aren't, however, limited to the Xbox Series X and S of consoles. Either Xbox One generation consoles are booting noticeably faster with these changes. And Xbox owners will only benefit from this uh, faster boot time if you have their if you have your console set to energy saver mode instead of standby. And Xbox is apparently looking to publish cloud gaming's coming from GameIndustry.biz. Microsoft's game more details about its cloud gaming organization within Xbox Game Studios Publishing and called for cloud native developers to reach out. In a video shared last week, Xbox Games... What's the, what does the S stand for? Let me see. Let me look that up. No, let's express. Hmm. Games. Ah, oh, Xbox Game Studios. Oh, I just realized that. I thought, I thought it was for something else. Publishing Kim Swift, one of the objectives of the division that was created when she was appointed senior director of cloud gaming back in June of 2021. Is a, we are a first-party publisher and really looking to work with game developers to help them create cloud-first titles of their dreams, Swift said. She added that the organization is hoping to find developers who are passionate about cloud gaming and new technologies and who want to explore the potential of cloud-native games. Vision is looking for games to have high levels of engagement, broad appeal and reach, she said, and potentially to build meaningful communities, champion diversity, inclusion, and accessibility. She continued, we're here to provide the glue between our new cloud platform with xCloud and you as a developer to get you what you need in order to succeed. We plan to provide xCloud integration support assistance with their tech stack cloudware APIs, is a BA liaison overall to excel and other cloud teams and Microsoft. We plan to build cloud native schools, services, and pipelines. We also want to be able to lead code develop code dev opportunities both inside and outside of Xbox. And as I said previously, as an organization, as publishing, we want to spot opportunities, be able to apply resources towards re re expediting things for our new development partners because we want to help our Help you fulfill your creative vision. So Valve is announcing is producing Steam Decks faster and has changed the reservation windows coming over from GameDeveloper.com. Valve has provided an update regarding the production of its Steam Deck systems and a blog on the Steam website. Valve revealed that it's producing more Steam Decks faster than ever before. Production and supply chain issues have affected the entire video game and entertainment industry throughout 2021 and 2022. The shortage of semiconductors and getting and, and greatly affecting production of of all uh, generation of consoles. We're, uh, we're going to be able to fulfill demand sooner than we have estimated for everyone in the reservation quake. Wrote uh, above many of the supply chain shortfalls that affect Steam Deck are gradually clearing up and we're continuing to roadmap production. Valve also has changed the reservation windows for the deck. Those who currently are in the reservation quite are expected to get a 
confirmation email later on this year. Those previously in the fourth quarter will now move up to the quarter three. So everyone should be getting a seedling by the end, the end of the year. Including myself. Hopefully. Former CD Project Red developer Jack and Ben has formed a new studio called Dark Passenger. The studio staff has worked on cinematics for games such as Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, and Cyberpunk 2077. Ben is the co-founder of Dark Passenger. Along with Powell, Coletta as the CEO, and Magdalena Foreman in the 3D character animator. Currently, the studio is looking to hire for many roles, including a gameplay programmer, tech artist, environmental artist, and sound engineer. And the studio's first game is a multiplayer online game set in Feudal Japan, both using Unreal Engine 5, including co-op, PvP, and PvE. It's also the story of an invader overthrew the ruling Shogun and established a new throne. So according to the studio's website, players assume the role of Shinobi and Konuchi, where they will face the rulers, underlings, and other assassins as they search for powerful, mysterious artifacts. Players have multiple ways to traverse the land, such as running on city rooftops, climbing pagodas, and sneaking through shrines and temples. There will also be various social classes for characters, all the way from simple villages to high nobles and samurai. And there also will be a character customization system where players can create their own unique characters and modify the equipment. Various weapons include katanas, tanto, and shurikens will also be available. Players can also build their own dojo and invite their friends to train together. So I'm going to share this... Uh Website, if you guys are interested in applying. All right. Next, we have uh, Trick or Treaters will have a new way to catch them all this Halloween. As the Pokemon company has announced a Pokemon trading card game booster bundle, a set of spooky themed mini packs that launches September 1st. Each pack of the booster bundle will include 40 packs of three cards. That each one featuring a stamp of Pikachu with a jack o' lantern. Cards will feature spooky Pokemon from every generation with Zubat, Mimikyu, Pumpkin, Pumpkaboo, Gengar, and Polythegis, specifically named as part of the set. In the booster bundle will mark the beginning of the Pokemon Company's Halloween celebration with the new interactive website launching in September that will serve as the hub for seasonal entertainment and merchandise across the Pokemon brand. And the bundle will launch on the same day as the next full Pokemon TCG expansion, Lost Origin. Alright, so we have some new leaks on GTA 6 coming from IGN. Grand Theft Auto 6 will reportedly feature a quote-unquote female player character in its campaign for the very first time. Rockstar apparently plans to launch the game with a single city, but will add more locations apparently over time through updates. As part of the report on Rockstar by Bloomberg, sources close to the studio discussed a new female character who will be Latina. The character will be reportedly be part of a pair of bank robbers in a story influenced by real-life crim criminals Bonnie and Clyde. As 
And the report also indicates that the launch version of GTA 6 will begin with uh, fictionalized Miami and surrounding areas, but will update with new missions and cities on a regular basis. Per the report, the, con the game is coining Project Americas due to its original plan to include huge territories based on North and South America. So Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic Dreaming has reportedly uh, been paused indefinitely. And according to Bloomberg, a Texas-based studio Aspris uh, recent internal memo demo of the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic demo didn't land as well as it could have when it was shown to Lucasfilm and Sony. This has led to Aspire telling employees that the project could be put on pause and the company would look for new contracts and development opportunities. So the Lord of the Rings Golem has also been delayed by a few months so that quote-unquote the team can deliver the best possible experience coming from a tweet. And Assassin's Creed Valhalla is apparently getting some new updates. It's, it's getting a title update uh, titled 1.60 on August 2nd. We're also getting the Forgotten Saga, a free game mode. And August 4th through the 25th, there will be a free uh, limited time event. Dubbed the Sig the Sigurblot Festival, and Analog Pocket's major beta update is live, and here is what's new coming from Nintendo Life. So, Analog's major beta update to its handheld console, Analog Pocket, is finally live for users to download, and introduces much anticipated additions to the experience, including memories, libraries, and open F. PGA Analog's developer program. Details in an announcement and post from Analog itself. The bigger version from the V1.1 uh, update is undoubtedly open uh, FPGA, which Analog cites as a major way for the developers to preserve video game hardware. Several third party developers have been provided with early access to open FPGA, but users will be able to sample the feature right, right now as a playable version of Space War, one of the earliest video games in existence. With the memories feature, the analog pocket will now hold 128 memory slots, usable by the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, and Game Gear. Effectively, there are save states that are linked with the uh, system's time and day system, allowing you to capture the entire performance and day and time directly from the game cartridge. When in gameplay, you'll be able to load or delete save states by simply navigating to the option in the menu. Finally, the libraries feature will allow the system to capture Specific details from a game cartridge, including the game title, system developer, publisher, region, and and game revision. Long users to accumulate, uh, accumulate a database from their collections. Any assets, authentic, uh, uh, this feature will also be applicable with authenticated game cartridges, so no bootleg knockoffs here. And there's also a roadmap for the months ahead. So, so for the ongoing open FPGA features is, uh, is coming in August, DAC support is coming in September, as well as full button mapping, library, memory, screenshots, GB camera image saving, new original display uh, modes is coming in October, as well as tracking tools. So and then the Nintendo Switch uh, uh, part manufacturing partner is apparently in some supply chain struggles. Coming from, from GameStreet.biz. 
to a key manufacturing partner for an Nintendo Switch revealed it's having issues recurring components. Bloomberg reported that the Osaka-based Hoisin Corp uh, retracted its previously issued fiscal year sales forecast via a filing sent to the Tokyo Stock Exchange. The company said a, mi a mix of currency volatility and uncertainty over the procurement of semiconductors mean means it is now unable to offer a reasonable projection for the full financial year. And according to the company documents seen by Bloomberg, Huizen generates more than half of its revenue through its partnership with Nintendo on producing the Switch. The firm's struggle suggests that Switch production may be falling behind. Nintendo, of course, uh, declined to comment, but yeah. So even more Nintendo news. Nintendo announced the Mario, uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass. The company stated that the pass would focus on remasters of courses from old games. However, Wave 2 of the pack contains a delicious twist of the pass's uh, formula and an entirely new course. Nintendo shared a trailer for the Wave 2, which is slated to release in August, on August 4th. And according... Uh, let's see, the pack also brings a few fan favorites, including Sky High Sunday, the Calamar Desert from the N64, Mario Circuit 3 from the SNES, Russian Gorge from the Wii, Sydney Sprint from Tour, we have Waluigi Pinball from the DS, Snorland from GBA, and New York Minute from the Tour. And we have some Destiny news, apparently. So, uh, coming from GameIndustry.biz, Budgie has cut back on communication with players through social channels, claiming employees at the firm have faced harassment and threats. And a Reddit post, a community ma manager, D DB04, said that the harassment goes beyond rude replies on Twitter or vague comments, and say that there has been real threats towards the studio and the people working within it. As a result, employees at the Destiny 2 Maker are temporarily pulling back from online conversations with players as the team plans ways to protect itself from such things in the future. None of it is meant to be a punishment to the people who can who can leave clear and respectful feedback for developers. Mind you, the MG04 wrote there are no instances at Bungie where people actively look at a conversation and plan retaliatory actions towards our player base via hotfixes, updates, or communication strategies. Sometimes we just need to take some time to get things straightened out. Can we can take weeks, months, months, or just like any given development pipeline as we want what's best for our players and our employees. That said, we just can't move about business as usual until things are resolved. It sucks when we want to be sure that folks are safe and taken care of. But you could leave constructive feedback, be respectful, but do not threaten the people that work on these games. Plain and simple. Be respectful. And lastly, going from me to that business as well, a California judge has approved Riot Games' $100 million settlement following the gender discrimination case brought before the League of Legends firm, meaning more than a dozen women are expected to receive payout following their mistreatment at the studio. Axios reported the settlement reported the settlement was approved on Friday with more details revealed about the, how the hundred million will be used to address the issues raised by the class action lawsuit. Payments will be uh, ranged from four to five figure sums will be issued to more than a thousand women who have worked at Riot Games since 2014. And payouts are also expected to for over a thousand contractors. 
and Riot Games will also be making changes to ensure the treatment of its staff improves going forward. This will include appointing, appointing an independent contractor who will monitor and investigate any pay uh, disparities. Findings will be presented to Riot, which will be required to act. The, the, the studio also has been told to hire up to 40 qualified women working in temporary positions into full-time roles across engineering, art, design, and quality assurance. So kudos to them for making some good changes. So we're going to take a break. And after that, we're going to be back with some tech news, folks. Well, folks, we are back. And now we're going to move on to tech. The first one coming up is the Tech Quest 2 is getting a price increase. Coming over from IGN. After almost two years on the market, Meta is officially increasing the price of its P Quest 2 VR headset by $100. Beginning August 1st, the 128GB storage configuration for the Meta Quest 2 will cost $399, previously $299, while the 256GB model will now retail for $499, but also confirmed that starting on June August 1st until December 31st, 31st. Those that purchase a Quest 2 receive a free digital copy of Beat Saber. Meta uh, has blamed this on uh, inflation for the, for, the, for the price increase, wherein the cost to make and ship our products have been on the rise. Meta said in a recent blog post, by adjusting the price of the Quest 2, we can continue to grow our investment and groundbreaking, and groundbreaking research and new product development that pursues that pushes the VR industry to new heights. They're full of it. Like everything's uh, everything's a lot more expensive, chip shortages and what have you. Nothing has increased to hundred dollars. Come on, they're they're full of it. All they want is is the bottom line. That's all they want. But by increasing it, not even going to fifty like fifty dollars, fifty dollars. I'll I'll let it slide. But a hundred dollars, come on. You guys are just gouging it at this time. And speaking of Meta, uh, they're trying to acquire Within. And the FTC is trying to stand, stand uh, in between them. The maker of the VR fitness app Supernatural coming from GameIndustry.biz. Instead of quote unquote of competing on the merits, Meta is trying to buy its way to the top. FCC Bureau of, of, of uh, Competition Deputy Director John Newman said Meta already owns a best selling virtual reality fitness app and it had the capabilities and it had the and it, and it had the capabilities to compete even more closely within uh, within uh, Piper Supernatural, I have a meta chose to buy market position instead of earning it on the merit. This is, this is an illegal acquisition. We'll pursue all our appropriation relief. Hey, give me a second, folks. Okay. All in all, They're, they're just so full of it because gaming developers have uh, have been acquiring studios left and right, and they didn't they didn't use none of these terms. This is just something against the meta, quote unquote. Instead of on the merits, 
I'm like, that's how these companies work. They acquire other studios. So what do you mean merits? What do you mean? Uh, what do you mean uh, doing it on their own? But yeah. But yeah, literally. <laughs> I think it's so funny. And then they're using the excuse that that they're uh that this will be quote unquote good for the people, developer and the VR space. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. So full of themselves. Not meta, but I'm talking about FTC now. <laughs> uh, that was really something. But YouTube is trying to make it even easier for content creators to turn their longer uh, videos into shorts formatted for the platform's TikTok competitor, adding a new edit into a short tool to its iOS and Android app. It allows creators to select up to 90, 60 seconds for one of their videos and begin the clip into the shorts editor, right from the YouTube app on the iOS and Android versions as well. From there, they can add things like text, photos, as well as additional video shots with the shorts camera pulled from their photo library. An announcement post for the feature. YouTube says that the uh, finished short will link to the full video it was clipped from, which could help make shorts an ideal promotional tool for the creator's longer content. Like, wow, I didn't know you can do it like that. Because I usually just get my clips and post it on uh, these multiple, uh, multiple social channels. Unlike other tools like Cut, which allow you to use five seconds from a longer video in a short or clips, which can be converted into shorts, the edit in a short tool can't be used on other users' upload. It'll only, be, it'll only show up on the Create menu if you're viewing a video you uploaded. So I feel like it's going to get a whole lot better. Okay, I'm going to leave this on the side so I can look into that. All right. So Microsoft returns to an in-person tech events in October with Ignite, coming from The Verge. Microsoft is holding an in-person tech event in October, the first since the coronavirus pandemic began more than two years ago. Microsoft Ignite, an annual conference for developers and IT professionals, will take place in Seattle between October 12th and the 14th. Microsoft says spaces will be limited. The software maker is planning to open registration for Ignite in late August. And will, uh, and will be free to attend virtually. Uh, Microsoft is planning in-person events in cities around the world with a central event at the Seattle Convention Center. The Seattle in-person experience will include highly interactive, immersive exp uh, activities in the Seattle Convention Center. Alright, so we are planning to attend this digitally as well. Hopefully there will be, will be a physical event near near Atlanta, so we we'll just have to wait and see on that. 
And let's see. Spotify has stopped making its courting dashboard accessory that I just recently launched. <laughs> to make, quote unquote, make it easier to control the streaming service on your phone from a car. It essentially looked like uh, like a big, bigger, a bigger device like your phone, and you just uh, mount it on, mount it onto your car. I love, and they use excuse on based on several factors, including the demand and the supply chain issues. We have decided to stop further production of car thing units. I'm like, who's gonna spend like a hundred? $100, even $50, when they could easily use their phone for Spotify. How does that even work? <laughs> it was so weird. They literally just just uh, released it, and now they're ending it. I'm like, of course, nobody wants to spend no, almost $100. Almost just, like, literally the price of a phone. You could easily get a... You don't even, you don't even have to get a high-end phone. You, you could get a lower-end phone and just use it mainly on Spotify if you wanted to. Right or wrong? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. And, it, and it, it apparently will link to your smartphone instead of working on its own. Huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> all right. But yeah. Moving on. TikTok is apparently testing uh, more mini games, including one from AimLab. Coming over from Engadget. And TikTok is conducting a broader test of games on its all-conquering app. The company recently added a way for creators and some markers, including the US, to append one of nine minigames to a video by tapping the add a link button or using the minigame option. These, uh, when viewers came across the video that links to a game, they can start playing it by tapping a link text by the creator's username. Cur currently, we're exploring bringing HTML5 games to TikTok. The integration with third-party game developers and studios. TikTok spokesperson told TechCrunch. One of the games from is from GameLab, maker of uh, the popular game training app from the same name. And this TikTok game is called Mr. Game Mr. Aim Labs Nightmare. I guess that's a good thing. I guess it's gonna be similar to how Netflix has games. But it's hard to find them, even though I have the Netflix app as well. Like, I haven't seen no games at all. <laughs> but yeah. Alright, so lastly, we have uh, an update on the Twitter v. Elon Musk trial. It uh, will go to trial from October 17th to the 21st. So that's it that we have. Once we get any uh, future updates, we'll relay that to you guys as well. So next up, we have entertainment. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I choked on my coffee there. <clears throat> oh, I am good. Hold on. Now I think I'm good. 
So the first wave of the first phase of Marvel Studios films ended with the Marvel's Avengers. And for years, the understanding was that when you need a really big bang from the MCU, you find it in movies that had Avengers in the title since Avengers Endgame. So, uh, we have, let's see, what do we got? And it's just a little bit of nothing new, but yeah. So, uh, oh, here we go. This is the one I was looking for. Uh, so Hollywood Reporter. Marvel Studios may have once again whooped the fans at Comic-Con's whole age in a mind-melting Forever by laying out a, light, a timeline of movies and shows until the close of 2025. There was no time for a victory lap, even a breather. Multiverse sagas don't build themselves, you know. So the day after Comic-Con wrapped, Marvel head Kevin Feige was bound for the sets of projects, including uh, season two of da 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 So the company is prepping to begin shooting. So Blade is shooting here in Atlanta in October. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is, is will be releasing in November. The Blade is scheduled for November 3rd, uh, 2023 release. Uh, Captain America New World Order is set to open uh, May 3rd, 2024. Uh, Thunderbolts it will close at Phase 5 with the July 26, 2024 release date. And the studio is actively hunting for a filmmaker for Fantastic Four, which is set in April. Uh, Lost uh, Spider-Man, let's see, the Hummer John Waltz and kick off Phase 6 on November 8, 2024. All right. So we have a new uh, a director has been found for the King Dynasty. It'll be Shang-Chi's Destin, Daniel Crane. So the Russo brothers will not be directing the Avengers The King Dynasty or uh, Avengers Secret Wars. Alright, so Aquaman 2 will see Ben Affleck's return as Batman. And it's official. Creed 3 has been delayed to... Uh, has been pushed back until March 3rd, 2023. <laughs> it's a 20 twice. Uh, Rick and Morty uh, Season 6 is coming this September. We have a new trailer for... Anna the Arms uh, uh, Blonde that is coming to Netflix that we also did a react to as well. You can check that out. So we have 
da -da 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 -da, Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, might be getting Gandalf. We might see Ion McKellen that could could return, uh, uh, could return for the role. That they're apparently in talks. <clears throat> So the, <clears throat> excuse me, sheesh, House of the Dragon could be an anthology series coming from an interview uh, via Entertainment Weekly coming from GameSpot. So during the show's Comic-Con uh, panel, writer Ryan Condal said the writers are preparing a couple of different possible ways they could build on what we'll see play out in the coming weeks. In a recent The Hollywood Reporter interview, uh, let's see, Condal and Spotnik confirmed that because the show focuses on the lengthy and epic mythos and the Stargirl bloodline, the show will feature time jumps and generation war. And the show will premiere August 21st on HBO. <clears throat> and we have a closer look at some Wakanda Forever. Uh, we got a better look at Ironheart, Neymar, and more. Coming from Funko. So we have a better glimpse at Neymar, Nakia, Atuma. <clears throat> Yeah, so I'm not gonna show that he actually. Yeah, I might as well show it. Uh, let's see, where are you? So apparently, I think Iron Heart might be in Wakanda forever. Which I'll show you momentarily. Give me a second. Ready. <clears throat> Here we are, folks. They kind of cut it off. Take a look. Google. Yeah. Let's see. Um, it's from Funko. This is just Ironheart's thing. I can't wait for this series. I'm excited for this one, for sure. Okay. 
Guess not. Give me a second, folks. Let me look this up for a second. Aha. Uh, let's see. Okay, here's a better one from uh, comicbook.com. Okay. There we go. Like, where would her and her be a part of Wakanda forever? So we'll see. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, that's it. That's a wrap up on the Funkos. All right. So this was coming from Screen Ram. HBO Max is getting a larger summary of A24 titles from the last decade. Are you kidding me? Euphoria is part of part of the portfolio. I didn't know that. But yeah. So aside from Euphoria, fans can check out Irma Vep, Phoebe Robinson, sorry, Harriet Tubman. Wintner Thomas, The Golden Ones, My Favorite Shapes by Julio Torres, Remy Youssef, Feelings and Random Acts of Flyness, Drew Mitchell, Jared Carmichael, Eight, and much more. And Disney, it says it debuted a Disney Me a digital offering to kick off its 100th anniversary celebration at the 23 Expo in, in September. Dubbed the Disney 100. It officially kicked off this fall's uh, Expo fan event. So apparently, it'll begin September 9th and will last through Sunday, September 11th. Let's see, where will it be attending? Let me see.
the deadline for that. So this is coming over from d23.com. So uh, by the D23 team, 2023 is going to be a big year. And not just because it features our favorite number, celebration of the 100th celebration of the Walt Disney Company. SC Exhibition has begun production on an exhibition that showcases the company's history and rich legacy to premiere at the Franklin Institute in Pennsylvania in February 2023. We at D23 are familiar with the Walt Disney Archives, extensive collection of historical Disney artifacts, hundreds of which will be featured in the exhibition. Along with the galleries, the exhibition will feature an immersive environment of sights and sounds spanning 15,000 square feet, showcasing stories and characters from the Walt Disney last century. As we approach the 100th anniversary of the Walt Disney Company, we at the Walt Disney Archives are incredibly excited about traveling a new and unique exhibition marking a century of unparalleled innovation and storytelling with the world. Coming from Rebecca Klein, director of the Walt Disney Archives. This is a groundbreaking exhibition. We'll celebrate, celebrate the wonder of Disney from 1923 to the present and into the future. Alright. So we're done with entertainment, folks. Now I'm going to move on to sports. Alrighty, folks, we are back. And the first one up, we have Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Aces defeated their host, the Chicago Sky, to win their second anyone WNBA Commissioner's Cup. Uh, Kelsley Plum led all scores with 24 points, while Aja Wilson had 17 points and Candace Parker had 20. Each had double doubles, but it was Chelsea Gray who was named the game's MVP after posting 19 points, 5 assists, and 4 rebounds. And she is the sole starter to be named an all-star and play in the game in Chicago, Chicago earlier this month. Each player on the Aces was awarded $30,000 with Gray taking home an extra $5,000 for being MVP. Kudos to them. Now we have the, the do tour that's happening in these Mayans. Uh, where is this place? Let's see. Iowa. So the do tour returns to the Mayans this weekend. The skateboarding competition will be hosted at the Lorenzen Skate Park in downtown. That's Mions at the Principal River Walks Northern Edge. In 2021, the Dew Tour made its first appearance in this moment as the only U.S.-based global Olympic skateboarding qualifying event. While that might not be the case this year, there's still plenty to see, including Olympic-level skaters from around the world. And the Dew Tour is a series of contests where the world's best skateboarders come together to compete in a celebration of skill, creativity, and style. Thank you, we are Iowa.com for that. 
All right, so we have. Let's see. Danifon uh, Mitchell is apparently is. Let's see. All these. So the Knicks and the Utah Jazz were apparently going uh, uh, a potential trade between the two teams for uh, Mitchell, and apparently the talks have apparently stalled out after the Knicks reportedly backed away from Utah's significant trade request in mid-July and included six first-round draft picks. And apparently, the Jazz are reportedly are reportedly will start talking to other teams who are interested in Mitchell. So the Hornets and the Wizards are apparently two teams that have uh, reportedly expressed interest. So it's WWE SmackDown. So Drew McIntyre outlasted Sheamus in a war of uh, in a war of attrition on WWE SmackDown. McIntyre will now challenge the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, most likely Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, or Theory at the Clash uh, at the Castle in September. Mc, McIntyre and Sheamus made the most of their half-hour slot on Friday's integral of the blue brand. The longtime colleagues fought tooth and nail in the lawless Irish Danny Brooke match. Mc, Mc, it, McIntyre will now include for the w, will now challenge for the WWE's top prize at the promotion's first major UK stadium show in 30 years. Elsewhere, Randy Rousey found an edge over SmackDown's women's champion Alive Liv Morgan ahead of the SummerSlam rematch, and Theory continued to loom over Rings versus Lesnar with his money in the bank briefcase. This is German nuts. I don't know why it looks weird, but yeah. Thank you, TBS Sports, for that. We have the f first round uh, is of the Trump bed bed mister. With Patrick Reed and Henrik Stenson that are leading the way after 764s. There are two shots clear off the field. And apparently Bubba Watson is uh, the latest golfer that is leaving the PGA Tour for the Saudi uh, so the backed uh, What the heck is LIV? What's that Roman numeral? Let's see. Fifty-four. So it's just the name, the fifty-four golf league. The and then Watson will join an ever-growing list of stars to leave for the Revel Tour. The biggest names, which include Bryson, the Chambi, Brooks, Koepka, Dustin Johnson, and Phil McKilson. 
and uh, and the invitational event in Boston will take place September second through the fourth. All right, so we have. UFC 277. That took place. Let me see something real quick. Actually, it will be taking place later on today. So for the main event, we have Julia Pena will take on Amanda Nunez. Brandon Moreno will take on Hey, uh, Cara France for the flyweight interim title. For the heavyweights, we have Derek Lewis. We'll take on Sergio Pavlovich. For the flyweights, we have Alexandro Tantua. We'll take on Alex Perez. Anthony Smith will take on Magamand Ankali for the light heavyweight. All right, so that's it for your sports play, folks. Now I'm going to run to music. And we have a line in store for you, folks. All right, folks, let's get right into it. So Beyonce's Renaissance has arrived in full. This, it's a 16-song LP that marks the superstar singer's first album released since 2016's Lemonade. Recorded over three years during the pandemic, the latest drop is Act 1 of 3 and is crammed with assistance from the likes of Beam, Grace Jones, Temps, plus production help from her husband Jay-Z, uh, Jay Drake, Skrillex, Giorgio, Morado, Neil Rogers, and more. Alright, and we have Nicki Minaj that dropped a surprise trailer for her new document uh, series. It'll focus on the rapper's rise to fame and all its highs and lows via variety. At the beginning of the trailer, Nicki speaks about how female rappers weren't really charting at the time, adding that she's fighting for the quote unquote the girls who never thought they could win. We have Meek Mill, uh, that hasn't dropped uh, new music for nearly a year, but uh, apparently that'll change on August 18th uh, when he read a tweet. We have Nicki Minaj uh, confirmed they release it for her new single, Freaky Girl, that will arrive August 12th.
We have The Weeknd. Uh, has officially announced a Horror Nights house at Universal Stu- Studios Orlando and Universal Studios Hollywood for their annual haunt events. Thank you, Gusmoto, for that. So we have Billy Irish that surprised fans with a happier than ever anniversary performance at Mo Moeba Hollywood. Her, uh, the happier than ever was one year anniversary. Spotify is getting a new feature: a friend's mixed playlist that are auto-generated mixtapes from your pals. And it's currently limited to the iOS and desktop apps. And in order to see the friends mix, you'll need to first have created three two-person blend playlists. And TV adds a new best metaverse performance category to the Video Music Awards, coming from IGN. So as reported by the as originally reported by the Hill, voting is now open for the Metaverse category and 21 others, and as the V will announce the winners at the VMA live show on August 28th. The full list of nominees are Ariana Grande's headlining performance at the Fortnite Rift Tour, Blackpink's concert and PUBG Mobile, BTS performance and Minecraft, Charlie XCX's appearance in Roblox, Justin Bieber Interactive Virtual Experience and Wave, and 21 Pilots concert in Roblox. So kudos to the new category. That's interesting. So are you tough enough to defeat Post Malone at Magic the Gathering? You could win $100,000. So a live shopping platform, Whatnot, announced on Friday, July 29th, uh, that is teaming up with the Cooped Up Singer and gaming enthusiasts over the opportunity to play against Post Malone and Magic the Gathering on a one-on-one match on August 11th. So for, if you want more information, I'll, I'm definitely going to share that in chat now. Like I said, if, you, if you aren't unable to join us on the live show, you're definitely missing out on a lot. All right. We have Tyler Hubbard that uh, has a general release for his debut solo album. We have Dupa Lupa's concert at Dua Lipa's concert at Toronto's Scott Tia Bank Arena on Wednesday is currently under investigation as a series of fireworks were sent off by unidentified persons and resulted in three uh, minor injuries, according to local reports. So hopefully everyone is safe. 
So Lilo Plus of 2022 is right around the corner. And it's a special and one for K-pop fans. The four-day festival, which is scheduled to take place in Chicago, starting on July 28th, as of this recording, and will end through July 31st. Some of the biggest talents the music industry has to offer, including a BTS member of one of K-pop's most prominent boy groups. So we have new music from... Where he talks about Beyonce, Blackpink, uh, Ready for Love uh, has a video. We have Maggie Rogers in Surrender, Rosalia Des in Despacha. We have Suicide Boys Sing Me a Lullaby in My Sweet Septation. We have Haley Mayoki in Para Panorama. For the Latin side of things, we have Rosalia and Des Pacha. We have Andres Cabeda. Hold on, let me, I don't want to botch this. Andres Andres Quebada and Rick into Desportado. My Spanish isn't that great, but I'm trying. Litquila in La Tormenta. Sissy and Party. We have Esteman uh, Un Dia in Paris. Paul Grange and Solo T. We have Laszlo and Algodon. Tiago and Polima West Coast. And Polima West Coast and SOS. And we have... Yoradia and Banda MS and Ike Talsi Funciona. And lastly, on the top five out of the Billboard's Hot 100 chart, we have number one, About Them Time and Lizzo. Number two, As It Was by Harry Styles. Running Up That Hill uh, by Katie Bush. First Class by Jack Harlow. And Wait For You featuring Future featuring Drake and Terms. It's literally been the same songs for a couple of weeks now. Nice. Kudos on them for keeping on that list. Alrighty. So it looks like that's it we have for you folks. You guys interested in something that's reading mail? Here's how you can contact us. We want to know your feedback, your thoughts, even in questions that you may have for us. Something that's free to mail via Discord, via voice over anchor.fm backslash the play, or even by sending us an email to readymail at the Who knows? It may be featured on a future episode or even a special readymail segment of the show. This is your opportunity to be a part of the Impact Play, which we are a community based show, uh, after all. So you can either send us an email. Or, or or send us your voice. So it'll either be played or read live on the show. So send us your thoughts, any questions you may have for any future content, anything you want to discuss, and what have you. Send it all in. But thank you guys so much for making us a part of every day. 
We should join a community server over on Discord. Join the internet community Discord and chat now. And guys, we're trying to log subs over on Twitch, and we need we need your help. Share the channel with your friends, your family, anyone who believes in from the show. Literally, the only thing that's been the goal that, uh, that are one of the requirements for unlocking subs is just the views over on Twitch, and we need your help. So look at a few months because every little bit helps achieve the goal even closer. So we've been smashing and reaching goals on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, as well as the podcast as well. So I know I know we can achieve this goal together as a community, and we can do this together. So leave us a review. You're still getting it from your favorite platform. Thank you guys so much for all of your goals, of course, and above. I'll see you on the post show. For everyone else, have a good one.